And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom! From different closets. That's right, because one of us is recovering from COVID. Almost done, almost back to normal, but that's why my voice sounds a little bit different. And sounds a little lower and a little weirder. A little bit Kathleen Turner-esque. Yeah, but, I do sound uh, like a smoker a little bit. <laughs> you just had a really tough night. <laughs> Y'all had the best night of my life. No, it wasn't that much. That did that sounded kind of like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, really? Hey. Yeah. Hey, but, hey, 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 hey. Anyway, so I am recording from my closet amongst some nice floral tops. We are not in mom and dad's closet, and Laurie's in her closet because we are isolating in the same house. There's always something exciting going on. Yeah, yeah. But this week, I believe you're talking about Mitoryu. That's right. Okay, yeah, one of the new guys to the top division that we're going to watch wrestle for the first time in this top division in just a few days. And I'm going to talk about Kota Nawaka because I realized that we had not done a spotlight on Kota Nawaka. I thought we had. I thought we had too. But we have not. But we have not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. But first. That's what we're talking about. But first, newsflash. All right, everyone, there's some really cool stuff happening in the world of Konishki. So Konishki, I know we mentioned it last week. He has a whole a series he's created with Naro TV, N-A-R-O dot TV, all about sumo. It's about his history it's in the sport. It's about coaching and like mod and techniques and his take on sumo. And it is premiering, I think it's this Friday, but there's a premiere coming up. And I just wanted to continue to get the word out about it because I think if you sign up in advance, you get a discount on the full price of the full, I think, 10 or so episodes. So he wanted me to give a little shout out. And so I am letting the world of sumo that listens to us know about that. So I'm going to be tuning in to the premiere on Friday, and I'm so excited. So if you happen to see that, go to narrow.tv or follow Konishki, and it will be plugged everywhere that Konishki is mentioned. And go take a look at the series. It's going to be really, really cool. All right, back to other types of news. Shodai finally scheduled his Ozeki promotion party after a two-year postponement due to COVID restrictions. Yeah, he never had his party. And he was quoted as saying, get this, (laughs) I thought it would be nice to do while I was an Ozeki. So that's going to be October 23rd. So it will be for about 700 people. But, you know, maybe that's what he needs, you know, is a person, as a 700 person party all about him. And that will encourage him to maybe have a little bit more fighting spirit as he moves forward. I would like to keep him out as an Ozeki for a very long time. The great thing is he's still an Ozeki right now. Exactly. He is. I mean, is. what would have happened if he hadn't if he had lost it already would he have had a post ozeki party (laughs) i I think you just wouldn't get one so i know i don't know but i was like kind of sad but then like he's miraculous in many ways so if he's caught a bond he's out of it the next tournament just by the skin of his teeth is that the is that the yeah yeah what is that phrase by the way anyway skin of your teeth it is a weird one (laughs) Anyway, but on to more parties. 
Hakaho is having his retirement party. It has been scheduled for January 28th of 2023. So that will be after the January tournament. It will feature the haircutting ceremony. There will be Jirio matches. There will be Makauchi batches, ma- batches and bouts. <laughs> And there will be his final ring entering ceremony. And he did Ugh. not give up who his Tachimochi and Tsuruharai will be. So they will be surprises. He's holding on to that. But he did say he's been losing weight. And so now he's lost 10 kilos, which is like, what, over 20 pounds? Wow. And so now he's working hard on building his body back up because he said he doesn't want to go in there to do his last, uh, you know, doyo iri as a yogazuna and like, not like look fit. <laughs> oh, I totally <laughs> you know? get it. Yeah, yeah. So he is he is pumping up and he's back in his mawashi and he's training again. So I will be fully expecting him to look massively buff by January 23rd. Oh, I'm looking forward to and not looking forward to that day. I'm already getting started on uh, doing graphic design for new hairstyles for him so that we can decide <laughs> whether he should go, you know, with mohawk? like straight back mohawk or exactly what hairstyle he should need. I'm on that. Like that is the perfect thing to do while you're isolating with COVID is yeah. just sit on your phone and try out new hairstyles for Hawkeye. Yeah. So well, I'll share yeah. some of that. He has some, he has a round face, so it's got to fit a round face. I know. That's the trouble. I've tried before. I have tried before. And that is the trouble because as soon as you put longer hair on a round face, it looks a little strange. (laughs) So it needs to have have some sort of lift in the top. I think that's why Kisina Sato went for that lift. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll go the same route. He might. Maybe he'll go buzz. Who knows? Who knows? That's that's what we have to look forward to. Anyway, did you see Tamawashi fighting too? wrestlers at no. his Heya. No. Yeah, that's what he's been up to training-wise. Tamawashi, old man of Makauchi, <laughs> has been training against, he had one Jonidan and one Jonokuchi wrestler, and he was taking them on at the same exact time. He did that 15 man, He can do anything. Bouts. He can, right? Yeah. I just thought that was newsworthy. Oh, bingo. Mm-hmm. So bingo cards will be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, given out, uh, announced tomorrow night. I think we'll have them up. So make sure and get your bingo cards. We try to make them available by the Wednesday or Thursday before the tournament begins. That's our That's usual right. rule. That's right. And uh, you can sign up at sumokaboom.com under our bingo tab. And you can sign up for our list and that newsletter gives everyone on that list first dibs at cards so you're guaranteed to get a card after that we release it to all the people of twitter and instagram we let them know but not before that list gets a chance to get cards first so if you don't want to wait around till whenever you see it on our social media sign up on the list we don't send you anything but bingo information so only happy stuff only happy stuff so yeah that is all for my very long news segment I'd like to add that we are going to be able to give away three different copies of Ash Warren's book, The Way of Salt, along with a little promotional bag that comes with it that's got a picture of, I think it's Teretsuyoshi, throwing salt. So that's part of our giveaway package. Thank you very much, Ash Warren and your publishers, for that. 
if you're like, oh no, I just, I know I want that book. I like winning it would be great, but I know I want to buy it. You can always buy it at Big Sumo Fan. And I know they're having a promotional where they're giving away those bags at the same time. And he did have a discounted price going for that. But Big Sumo Fan is also one of our biggest donors for bingo. So we've got lots more prizes from him to give away. Plus your amazing jam. Are you going to give away your fig jam that you just oh. made? That's like amazing. I not don't sure. know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I may have to hold on. I have three precious jars. So they are we'll amazing. have to see. But if I can get my act together, I will make more fig jam because, yeah, I did knock it out of the park with that one. Yeah, you it's, really did. It's, pri- it's bingo price worthy. Speaking of knocking it out of the park, how about just a couple of adjectives to describe that amazing live stream that you got to be a part of this past weekend at the Consulate Cup? down in Austin. That's right. That's what I was hoping to talk about next. So I had a total blast of a weekend. Yeah. I spent all of Saturday at the Consulates Cup at Dreamland in Dripping Springs. That's in outside of Austin. And I was doing the commentary with uh, Jake and Mac from Grand Sumo Breakdown. Now, I have no idea what it looked like to anybody watching because... What it was is like last year's event, which was awesome, but like double the awesome this year, like awesome, varied group of real random people that all bought tickets to see Sumo. And I didn't sense it was all people related to the Sumo world, but like the spectators were like quadruple what we had last year. And last year we had a bunch of just drunk people running around behind us on camera being like, what's this event? But this event this year, the word got out and there were some awesome people coming to see these wrestlers from all over America, give us their hearts, leave it on the mat that day. Also, everyone behind the scenes and sponsors and volunteers were again off the charts. We just had so much more of the community that we communicate with online actually there in person. So people came from out of town to compete and the competition was great. Everybody did such a great job and there were a lot of new faces. And I have to say one of the most fun parts of the day was the kitty like the the tots, the small kids. And we probably had at least 12 young kids under 10 crushing it in the dojo. (laughs) And the girls were just like tossing around the little boys and then this little kid and he's all in lime green and we called him Mountain Dew. He ended up crushing everybody in the end and he was half the size of everybody else. He looked like he was five, but he was very, very tough for five. (laughs) As far as the wrestling goes, everyone who competed was a winner to me. We saw Kellyanne Ball. We saw Kyle Ferreter. I remember him from maybe last year. We saw all the De La Torre boys. And we even added in another De La Torre boy. I mean, <laughs> it Angel, Gilberto. And then it's like the Waka brothers. And then yeah. there's the older one. They all were competing. I feel like everyone is just double downing on how much they're competing with each other to get better. Like, Everything was amazing. And the performances, the kendo, the taiko drumming, that was just icing on the cake. Incredible vendors. Seeing so many of our Texas sumo clubs there, as well as people from all over. Really, really was exciting for me. Major props to Justin Kizert of Dark Circle Sumo. He's really the one who sponsored this whole event. And I think he raises the bar for everyone else. And there was so much support, so much love for him. And I call him the mayor of Sumo Town because he truly is. And he brings people together. So it was great competition, great event with lots of support. 
from the audience. So, well, good job. nice job. Sorry I missed it. Really glad I did not share this virus with everyone there. So it would have been patient zero. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really nasty. But glad y'all had fun. We had a great time. So you want to hear about me tour you? Yeah, I would love to. All right. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me try that again. Yes, I would <laughs> love to. How does that sound? Sounds like you need to be making more. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly what that sounded like. That's one of those closet. Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sounded like you should be doing sumo erotica. And then you yeah. said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like perfectly timed. <laughs> Well, anyway, let me tell you a little bit about the newest guy, Tomaka Uchi, Mitoryu. Now, he is coming off of being at West Jurio 4, and he's coming in to his debut in Makauchi at, I think, 16. Okay. Um, Maegashira is 16. He made his first appearance in sumo professionally in 2017, and he came in at 15 Makushida which basically means he came in at an elevated level because he had been crushing it outside of uh, the sumo world, like in school and in college. Got it. A little bit before I go into his background, one thing to note about him is he says he doesn't, he doesn't really know how he feels, but he feels happy. And he says he's sorry for being late. And I'll explain what that means here in a minute. But also, his coach had similar thoughts because he comes from the Nishikido stable, and mm -hmm. that hasn't that stable hasn't had a Makuchi division wrestler since it was taken over by its Oyakata like twenty years ago. Yeah. So well, they've had a Jurio wrestler, but he just retired in twenty two. So this Mitoryu is like for a tiny, tiny stable that's yeah. kind of like shrinking. This one guy has finally made it up to. Makauchi, and it's taken a long time for his coach to get somebody up there since he became an independent uh, Oyakata, and it's just taken Mitoryu a long time to get up there. For my brain and for anyone else that's not familiar with him, could you describe what he looks like so that it's easier to kind of put his story with a face? Well, just how big he is. He's a big kid, right? Yeah? So he's like 6'2 and about 416 pounds. He's big. He is big. And it should be noted first that he came over, uh, he was born in 1994, so he's about 28 years old now, okay? But he came over from Ulaanbaatar. He, is, he was born in Ulaanbaatar, but he came over from Mongolia on the same plane that Ichinojo and Terenofuji came over on. So that's what I mean by he says... He's a little late to the game because he was one of these three enormous boys that they scouted from Mongolia. And Ichinojo and Terenofuji have risen through the ranks and done very well and had long careers in Makauchi. And then he has been kind of that other one who's in a small stable and has had a slower rise to the top. But he's so, much younger than those guys. Well, right? Terenofuji's... In his 30s now. Right. He, but he still came over at the same time. He went through 
who to school though. So what he did is he came oh, over. Oh, I see. And he went to Totori Johoku High School. And so since he was so young, he went the route of joining the sumo clubs and going to get his formal education in Japan. And that's when the sumo training began. Okay. So he graduated from high school and he actually thought at that time he lacked the ability to to become a professional. So he went on to college and he, it, this reminded me a lot of Chiyotairu, but he went to Nihon University, joined the sumo club there, which is a huge, you know, big sumo club, yeah. but he majored in PE. <laughs> hey, that is like Chiyotairu. Exactly, exactly. But when he was in college, in his third year, he started to have back pain. And he still, though, this is the interesting thing about his background is that he frigging crushed it as far as competing in college. So he had terrible back pain, but he won all Japan sumo championship. He was the amateur Yokozuna. He was the very first amateur Yokozuna from a foreign country. In his last year, he was the first foreigner to become the captain of the university sumo club. He won the national student sumo championship and also became a student Yokozuna. He had eight titles in college. Wow. And he, all of that is what qualified him to come in at Makushita 15. So he didn't have to come through the route that I think Ichinojo went through, which is he started at 15 pretty much in the stable, right? So uh, at least from what I remember, I could be making that up. But anyway, that though is when his injuries began. Like those injuries have been what has created his rise into Makauchi and how he's 28 and finally getting to Makauchi for the first time. You mean that's what made it so slow? Yeah. Okay. Because when he got slow-ish, I mean, slow I'm, a lot of people never make it that high. So, well, right. I mean, it, it's hard to call it slow because he, right. he he's there. He's right. there. It's a success right. but story. But it's not meteoric. And so he came in at 15 he had, he started out having a losing record, but then he had like four winning records after that. And so he actually, in two years time, made it to Jurio by 2017. So that though, once he got to Jurio is really where the stall out comes, not a stall out, but he spent 27 tournaments in Jurio. And during that time, 27, 27, he was plagued with the lower back pain, but he had a fracture to his heel and his right heel. And then he also had a ligament issue in the other leg, the left leg. But he's and been so, like a Jurio stalwart. Like he yes. has been in Jurio for a long time. Yeah. A regular. A regular. He has won one Jurio championship and that was July 2021, I believe. But what he's done is that he would have a good record and then he would just kind of have a number of losing. Like it would be like a barely kachikoshi and then the injuries would come in and he'd have losing records and he'd fall down. But where he's been for the last three tournaments in Jurio, he had a 10-5, a 7-8, and a 9-6. Those last three tournaments he was sitting at like Jurio 7, Jurio five Jurio four. So he's been at the top of Jurio. He has had winning records. So I think that's why they nudged him up to Makauchi. He has said though, and this was really interesting, and he has said this about himself. It's that he tends to lack the fighting spirit that makes one really greedy for the wins. It's kind of translated like that. I get that. And 
Yeah. And he's sort of content. He's been content working at his own pace. And I like that. Like who's to say, yeah, you have more time on your side if you do have a meteoric rise, but that's assuming you don't get injured. So who's to say a slower rise to the top is not just as worthy as a meteoric rise. And then you get injured like crazy on the whole way up. So he has been comfortably sitting in that Jurio place. And I expect him with his energy and how he kind of admits to everyone that like, look, he, he's maybe a slow burner. He might not have the greatest tournament, but then again, he might because he's been sitting there in Jurio fighting the lower guys of Makauchi for a long time, you know? Yeah. So I have to say, welcome to Makauchi. I'm glad he's here. And whatever pace he takes is, is awesome. You know, in the back of his mind, I'm sure he thinks Ichinojo just won the Yusho. Terunofuji is Yokozuna. Yokozuna. He has enough drive to want to still continue through all of this, even in the tiniest stable, even from a stable that just doesn't have him able to fight with a lot of other guys. That's a lot of stamina. That's a lot of perseverance. And and um, and I, I like that. He is a Yotsu sumo wrestler. He prefers grappling techniques over pushing and thrusting. He usually wins with Yorikiri or Force Out, or he likes the right Yotsu grip on the Mawashi. Also, fun facts, he loves darts. Oh. Uh, darts, yeah, darts, dart games. He loves darts. His favorite food is Chonko. Now, I did not tell you, actually, the most fun fact about him, I think I skipped over it, is uh, what his real name is in Mongolia. Okay. okay. You ready? Yeah. Basan Sarinturbold. Hey, if that well does done. not sound like it's directly out of House of Dragons, I don't know what is. Oh, say it again. Basan Sarinturbold. Turbold. It's the Turbold part of it. Yeah, it sounds right. like a house Turbold. of Turbold. Right? <laughs> I come from the house of Turbold. This is the the most fun part. When he was growing up, he did many sports, judo, basketball, he started darts, and Wasn't guess he is Speed skater. Speed skating. <laughs> I was just going to say, when... didn't I read somewhere that he was a big speed yes. skater? Yes. And which was... I think is adorable. I Yeah, well, because my mind imagines him in a Mawashi at his current 415 pounds. like In one I of those skate. suits. Yeah. No, like... I, I picture him with one of those speed skating outfits on <laughs> with a hood over his face and skating as fast as he can. Yeah. Well, he won regional competition, so he was not As a just speed like, skater, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he was not just anybody. He was, yeah. like, a speed skater champion. I had no idea. It makes sense, now that I think about it, that in Mongolia, speed skating would be a really popular sport. Yeah. It can be really cold there. <laughs> yeah. Really super cold. <laughs> I remember reading about Hokuto Fuji did a little bit of speed skating as well, although he was really good at skiing. Right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. I but, still will always see him in like a skiing bib. Exactly. In my, in, like, like doing his as little pie. His, yeah, but his current size. Yes, of course. <laughs> so now I can I can get this picture of me toward you in my mind with a speed skating outfit on going around and around and around in a circle at his current size. Yeah. Me I too. love it. That's how I envision it. I cannot believe how young he is. Because when I look at his picture, I think, oh, there's a guy that's 60 years old. He looks very nice to me. Like, he, I would want to just hang out and share a dessert with Mitoryu. Yeah. I, yeah. He does look really nice. I like, I like the way he looks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how he fights. 
Let's do. I'm, it's always exciting to have somebody from Mongolia come in because, I mean, they're so good at belt wrestling. Well, that's their history with Boak. You yeah. know, it's just grappling and it's on the belt and they're they're just hands on. That's the reason why I love watching Mongolians, too. It's not just pushing and thrusting. It's it's a lot more. It's very creative and it's fast. Yeah. OK, Kotonawaka. I really did think we had done a spotlight on him. I thought we did too because he he's he's sumo legend family. I know. You know. I know. But I'll tell you why we haven't. Because we started our podcast right at the time that Kotonawaka was beginning in the top division in oh. March of 2020. And when we first started podcasting, we were not thinking about doing wrestler spotlights. No, we were just we like, were, how does this technology work? And what are we doing? And can we get along for this long? And ah, <laughs> like, those were the things that were in our minds, not who is new to this new division. We had so many other things to learn yeah. back then. Okay. But I wanted to look him up and I will tell you the overall theme of Kotonawaka is it is astonishing how much and how little there is out there on him. Both really? how much and how little. And I will explain that right. in a moment. Okay? His real name. Masakatsu Kamatani. 6'2", 375, no, 370 pounds. Somewhere-ish in there. He's almost 25 years old. He still looks like he's 13. I but think we will find out. We've all been hoodwinked in his driver's license <laughs> that he doesn't have at 13, says 13. We've been hoodwinked. And Mitoru is actually 60 and <laughs> Masakatsu is 13. He should not okay. be driving yet. <laughs> he is, yeah, truly almost 25 years old. And I think it was just a few podcasts ago, we finally said, you know, he looks like an adult now. He really does yeah, look like an adult. Yeah, he's starting to fill out. Mitoru has gone through an immense physical transformation since he began. Yeah. If you look at pictures of him at 17 and what he looks like now, it's I can't even believe it's the same person. But Kotonawaka is not the same way. He has right. always looked like Kotonawaka. From the like even when he was 4, he looked the same. He had that same sweet baby face and that same round physique. Right. And it's because he comes from sumo families okay he was born 1997 to another top division wrestler named kotonawaka his dad kotonawaka terumasa married the daughter of his stable master who was a former yokozuna so it's as if hakaho's daughter married a sekewake and had a baby it would be that baby. All sumo from Both the sides, day. Mom and dad. Yes, yes. He, and let me tell you, people expect great things from this kid because he comes from such sumo family. He was, he's been doing sumo since the age of three. No pressure. No pressure. no pressure. He he watched his father's last professional fight, and his father even said, I want you to inherit the Kotonowaka name. No pressure. He's been sitting next to his grandfather and then his father as they taught other men how to do sumo at the Sumo Heia. No pressure. News outlets have been doing stories on him since he was a kid sitting right. there next to his granddad. He's about eight or ten years old and the news outlets come by and, and you know, do a little story on him about this kid from this amazing family. We all expect great things from him. No pressure. None at all to enter the sumo world. 
He did not have the confidence to enter sumo after junior high, so he waited until high school. He got into this well-known sumo club, and he won the gold medal in the heavyweight division at the World Junior Sumo Championships at 17. That's when he decided, okay, maybe I will try this sumo Maybe I do. Maybe I do have what it takes. Maybe, yeah, all this training that I've been watching and all this info that I've been absorbing, maybe I will try. Now, he didn't have to go anywhere when he joined Pro Sumo because he grew up in Aheya, right? His granddad, his dad, they lived in Aheya. So he started studying at home, living at home. (laughs) Yeah. Getting the best workout of your life at home. He joined Professional Sumo in 2015. And from the very beginning, people have said there is an expectation. He will eventually adopt his grandfather Shikona, Koto Zakura, if he is ever promoted to Ozeki. Again, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all. He's done well. He's had, you know, a slowish rise through the ranks with records like 4-3, 5-2, 3-4. And he made it to the top division, as, as I said before, in March of 2020. Immediately got a knee injury, returned him back to Jurio. But once his knee heals, he pops right back up into the top division. He has been in contention for the Yusho. Usually it's when he's ranked a little bit lower on the Banzuke. He struggles a little bit more towards the top ranks, but last time at M2, he beat Shodai. Yeah. He has won three special prizes, and he is fighting at M2 in September. Again, this is his third consecutive tournament at Maegashira 2. What other wrestlers say about his sumo, they say he's incredibly flexible, and he has a soft upper body with a hard lower body. So they say he's really hard to beat. From all of the research that I've done about him, the most personality-driven story I came across Mm -hmm. was one in which he talked about, as a kid, he won his first sumo medal, you know, at a tournament in his childhood. It was a silver medal given to second place. Evidently, his grandfather, who was the Yokozuna, said, silver is meaningless. It doesn't make sense if you're not in first place. Oh, God. Imagine if that's in the back of your mind. Again, no pressure. No no pressure. pressure. I just want to hold him. I know. I just want to hold him and say it's okay. You are not him. I have to tell you, from the moment, like it looks like he's eight years old in these news conferences. He is a man or a boy who has said all the right things. At a press conference, he follows the party line. He shows absolutely no emotion. He is not flashy, just like you said. There is no mention at all of life outside sumo. He has no hobbies that I could find. There's no girls mentioned. He doesn't really enjoy anything. At the age of eight, he was saying he was going to ganbate, you know? So as I researched him, I thought, oh my God, he really is the perfect 
sumo blank slate. No wonder people in Japan are excited about him because he descends from this amazing sumo pedigree. It's royalty, really. Yeah, he says exactly what he's supposed to say. He has no scandals at all to his name. I mean, I cannot imagine this guy suddenly showing up with a fiery personality or raising his arms in victory or doing a backflip on the ring out of joy. You know, nothing like that would come from this kid. Every single article, every single news story, everything about him has been the same story. And it is, we expect big things from him. Every single one. Things that are written, things that show up on TV, it's all that story. If you essentially grow up in a sumoheya, you don't know life outside of that at all. You don't know how other people live. Right. Yeah. So you just accept it as the norm. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially still living at home, right? Right. Still and I'm living sure with family. They keep an eye on him, like I oh him. exactly. Child. When I think of someone that probably would step into an arranged marriage, oh, it would be Kota Nawaka, <laughs> right. wouldn't it? And I'm not saying anything negative. Yeah, I'm not saying anything negative about arranged marriages. They work well for some people. But having grown up in that lifestyle and having benefited, I don't know if it was an arranged marriage between his parents or anything like that. It is so traditional. Like, of all of the young men's stories that I've looked up, his is the most traditional one I've ever found. People expect great things from him. That's all that I can say. That's all that I found. And that's all that I could say. And they also protected him, too, with media and all of that. Like, Japanese are far more protective of their children anyway. Mm. As far as social media, you see lots of faces that are blurred out that if they're children or whatever. And so I think him being in the spotlight, he's either in the spotlight in a very curated uh, way Mm. and protected way, even if he's in front of the media with his grandfather. But if he's behind the scenes, there's ways in which they're like, nothing gets out. No pictures of him playing soccer or anything else. Like, no, we clamp down on that. We only see this golden child sitting next to his grandfather in the in the hair, you know? So Yeah, that's truly what it is. The images of him in a car with his father. It looks like post-tournament or something like that, where they're very affectionate towards each other, or him sitting next to his granddad at the Haya, him setting out dishes at the Haya for everyone to eat. It is very yeah. different. Well... That's all that I can tell you about Koto Nawaka. That's a, that's a lot, though. I like, I like him. I hope the best for him. I hope he achieves it. At least I have a story behind who he is and how he came to be that way. As much as I would love to find out that he, you know, really likes playing checkers or something like that. You know, I'm always looking for odd things that they love to do. Right. His whole life really does seem to be sumo. Sumo. Yeah. Well, is that it for this week of Sumo That is it. That's about all my voice can handle, too. That's right. Well, we will be back at you next week. And we... Just remind you to get your uh, bingo cards and uh, keep an eye out for the email if you are on our list. If you're not on the list, sign up for our list on sumokaboom.com. Take a look at the Konishki video that's coming out as video series this weekend. And I guess we'll see you next week after the tournament starts, giving you highlights. So until then, I am Leslie. And I'm Laurie. See you later. Bye.